High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, virgins, video store workers, investigative journalists, jealous ex-boyfriends. Oh, and an extra special shout-out to all you fans of horror out there. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast for me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And the party's at my place this evening. But first, let's chat about your homework. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. Today's a big day. Today is the first day of your sophomore year. We made it. Didn't think we'd get this far, did ya? She doesn't look like a freshman. Sophomore, dude, sophomore! Fully aged sophomore me. It's gonna be the best school year ever. And you want to start off the school year right, don't you? You know what that means. Did you do your homework? Did you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts? Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Did you give us that five-star rating? Did you leave us a review? Did you like, follow, subscribe to all of our great social media pages? High School Slumber Party, pretty much everywhere. Facebook, Instagram. What's the one I'm missing? Twitter, obviously. (laughs) Thanks for your participation, guys. I really appreciate it. I've been noticing, I don't know, maybe it's the, uh, the excitement in the air, that crisp fall breeze hitting your face but i've been noticing the class participation go up and i really appreciate it because you know i love hearing from you guys i don't know seemed like you at least enjoyed last week's movie the way way back of course our guests on last week's episode were the founders of this very network joey lundowski the godfather himself and mike manzi And if you didn't listen to it, you want to check it out, because we had a great time. But I know some of you did, and I appreciate the positive feedback. Just on the movie, though, I don't know, this one seemed to be a movie that people really, really dug. M. Mueller, 1136, on Instagram, commented, One of the many great movies you are in, Sam Rockwell. I guess they were talking about Sam Rockwell, but not us. Still, couldn't agree more. Sam Rockwell is a gem in this film. He is a legend. Please dance, dance, dance some more, Sam Rockwell. Darren on Facebook pulled a quote from the film 
one that made me laugh. And I quote, or Darren quote, somebody quote, it's called procrastination. I read about it in a book about it. <laughs> Neil on Facebook shared his letterbox review with us, which was awesome. I loved reading it. I love reading letterbox reviews, so don't be afraid to share those. Good idea, Neil. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're sophomores now. You know better than that. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. I know it's Friday, and wait a minute as I look at my calendar. It's Friday the 13th. Oh my god, yes, it is. How could I forget? Well, I guess it makes a lot of sense then that today's movie is... No, no, no. Not Friday the 13th. That is not a high school film. Instead, we are ushering in the Halloween season early with a classic. How about a little Scream action for you? The film today is Scream. On Twitter, actually, Lauren Kay told us Scream was one of her favorite scary movies. Well, Lauren, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and thanks for tweeting at us. So joining us today, or I should say, I was joining them, and their lovely Beagle Gus, if I might say so myself. But our guests today are returning guests, husband and wife Dan and Autumn Ferrara. I had the pleasure last year of ushering in the Halloween season early with them for, well, the film Halloween, another classic. Hope you did your homework this week, because this is a monumental film, this is a classic film, and I think this is a film you're going to enjoy rewatching if you hadn't already. But if you can't sense in my voice, despite the optimism, I'm at one tired guy. It's been a long week. So pack your favorite jammies, tell your mother you sleep with O'Brien's, because we're about to get our party on. That's weird. We rarely ever get calls on the High School Slumber Party hotline. Hello? High School Slumber Party. The podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school films. This is Brian. How can I help you? What's your favorite scary movie? Hmm, good question, and thanks for participating. I don't really watch scary movies. I mostly watch high school films, and yeah, a lot of them are scary movies, but it's kind of a genre that I've, I don't want to say avoided, but just didn't get into as much as other people. I'm really excited, though, that this podcast has given me the opportunity to watch some of these films, and there's some that I've really, really enjoyed. Scary movies? I'm not so sure. I liked Halloween. We watched that last year. Scream? Honestly, well, I don't want to spoil too much, but I did rather enjoy it. I don't know, but if it's me, if it's Friday night, you'll find me watching a John Cusack film. Maybe Say Anything? I like that. Say anything, really? Well, now that you mention it, teenagers making those, like, deep of decisions, ugh, they're like committing to each other for life. And, I don't know, you're right, you're right. Scary, stressful, I can't disagree with you. Thank you so much for calling. Like I said, no one ever uses the hotline. Really appreciate it. Well, I gotta get to the episode now. Don't hang up on me. Whoa, take a chill pill, man. 
I really, again, appreciate the call. I love all of our listeners. I love the slumberers. And class participation is a huge part of your grade. But you don't need to get testy. You can uh, email us at highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. That's a good way to get in contact with me. And again, if you want to really, really, really help out the show, tell a friend about High School Slumber Party. Let them know about all the awesome things we're doing here. I really, really appreciate it. That's the best way to, to spread the love and joy is by spreading it through word of mouth. Hope I answered your question, and hopefully you can call back soon or another time on our High School Slumber Party hotline. You hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand? Wow, testy, I haven't hung up on you yet, but I will now. Whew. Sorry about that, I don't know if that's a disgruntled John Cusack fan or some freshman that didn't graduate to sophomore year. But hopefully that's over. Class dismissed. I don't know. would be it would be me and dan getting drunk doing it in our living room and just trying to figure out who the actors are and where we know them from (laughs) and then we'd never record it and it would just be us doing it for ourselves it's still fun it's still a fun night honestly (laughs) the idea it's like the idea of like even like the drunk history thing yeah it's like that only works like oh we're gonna get drunk and talk about history that only works if you have a sober team behind you sober team behind you anything you try to do drunk is not gonna turn out okay but the, the, (laughs) the spin on it would be again it's fun for you you know, <laughs> that's mostly why people podcast. I don't podcast. have the actual gumption to <laughs> yeah. hammer down my own podcast I don't even think at we, this point. We've just learned how to locate... I looked at download yeah. podcasts. We just, <laughs> we just learned how to locate them, let alone broadcast our own. That's your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Millennials raised as boomers pretending to figure out. <laughs> well, guys, again, I'm happy to have you oh, here. Oh, you're recording Yeah. I keep it in. I mean, it's not live. Relax. No, 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 I didn't know either. If it's funny, I'll keep it in. If, it's <laughs> if not, I'll just go from no. here. But, guys, I'm so happy to be here. I feel like it's become a high school slumber party tradition to usher in the early Halloween season by coming here and talking about a classic horror film. La- we can be part of it. <laughs> Last year, <laughs> I stopped by for Halloween, and today we have another uh, classic film. And by the way, this episode comes out September 13th, a little early for Halloween. But I said, we got to have a scary movie this day because it is Friday the 13th. Oh, appropriate. Totally yes. appropriate. And I was like, let's do Friday the 13th. But that is not a high school film, I learned. Well, fun fact, when I found out about your podcast, Scream was my initial first reaction to a movie I wanted to do. And you were like, that's not a high school film. And it is. (laughs) I wasn't sure. Totally is. I, you know, I'll reveal this. I had not seen Scream front to back ever. Oh, see, I had it on VHS when I was like 10. And I used to watch it like every day. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to be very helpful today, Autumn. Um, and of course, you know, you guys have been on the show before, but I'll remind you, introduce yourselves, uh, 
name, high school, all that jazz. Dan, you've been on a ton of time, so why don't you go first? Sure. My name's Dan Ferrara. I'm a classmate of Brian's. Uh, when did we graduate? Graduated 05 from Northern Valley Regional High School, Old Japan. Go Golden Knights. I'm Autumn Ferrara, and... She was Egget last time. I was. Bro. Autumn Ferrara, and I went to Hamilton High School East. I was a Steinert Spartan. Go Spartans. So, again, I know it's early, especially when we're recording this, but any plans for Halloween this year? I feel like you guys really get into the Halloween thing, so... Well, we've had our Halloween costumes planned since, like, January, Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just waiting for gaucho pants to go on sale, but then we're totally on it. Gaucho pants? Is that a clue for... Isn't that what they're called? I thought they were culottes. Oh, culottes. Isn't a gaucho like a Mexican cowboy? (laughs) Welcome to Pants Podcast, guys. (laughs) I know nothing about shopping. That's why I keep you around. You know nothing about Mexican cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think think that makes sense. I've heard of gaucho pants before. I feel feel like that's a thing, too. Are you wearing assless chaps (laughs) for Halloween? Are you allowed to say what you're going to be, or is this a secret? Um, is the gaucho pants? No, we don't even have plans like for uh, like. We're just gonna sit inside. <laughs> it's gonna be us dressing up. Maybe we'll take an Instagram picture because no one's invited us to anything yet. So, invite us to your Halloween parties so I can wear my culottes. You guys heard it here first. Contact Dan and Autumn. <laughs> <laughs> your Any? Uh, are you gonna go with the same? Same? Not that they're bad or anything. Same decorations here, or maybe start something new. We want hypothesize something. We want to up the game a little up bit. The game. Uh, as, as... Actually, my cousin is assistant manager at Spirit Halloween this season. Oh, wow. So, you got to hook up. You got so I'm planning on using her employee discount. Thanks, Allison. I'm sure she'll be watching this because Scream is also one of her favorite <laughs> movies. I wonder how she watches a podcast. <laughs> well, as you guys her... have shown, podcast <laughs> experts <her> here. <laughs> with her imagination. She has synesthesia. Exactly. <laughs> She's watching it with her imagination. I hope all you guys out there are watching with your imaginations today. Scream, again, classic movie, and it's a very, very important film, not just in the genre, but for this podcast, and I'll explain a little bit more later. But as you said, when was the first time each of you watched Scream? Do you even remember? Uh, I saw it in the movie theater, actually, with my Aunt Robin and my Uncle Glenn, who is now deceased. But, yeah, we went and saw it, and I was like, this is awesome. 1996. Yeah, I was probably in, like, second or third grade. Jeez. <laughs> I don't remember the first time I've seen it. You know what it was? It was it was on HBO, and at the time, we had a gray cable box that went up to Channel 99. <laughs> and we had HBO on it. And when it did come out on HBO, it was on all the time. So you just kind of continually watched it. Osmosis. <laughs> Autumn, you, you mentioned that you had the VHS... Yeah, I don't have it anymore. I, I don't know what happened to it. I do still have my VCR, but I am not able to locate the VHS. Oh my god, I actually have more gifts for you. You reminded me when you said VCR. I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, Gus gets so sad every time Brian leaves. He'll be back. Your buddy be back. He's still recording. It's really funny when Brian's going through this and you're like, don't worry, Gus. He'll be back. I hope he pressed pause. Gus can press pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. All right, sorry, had to run out to the car. Dan, you most recently were on our Starship Troopers podcast. It was. And I don't know if you own this, but recently, friend of the podcast, 
sorry, catching my breath. <laughs> and host here on the Cage Club Podcast Network, Joe Two recently, I don't know, acquired a bunch of VHSs at some sort of swap meet. So we were in the trunk of his car, <laughs> not in it, but looking at it. A bunch of us from the network, and I let's just say I'm not allowed to bring more junk into the house. So the things I got were gifts for people. I'm not sure if you own this, Dan, but I figured as a gift for you being on my last episode, Starship Troopers, VHS. The VHS. Yes. I do have the Blu-rays, but not now the VHS. Now you own the VHS. I worked really hard hooking that VCR up all by myself. There you go. She, so did. Now you can she, watch did, it. It. she did it herself. And I we... plugged those wires in all on my own. There you go. And you have a way to play it. And, and, we mentioned this movie on the podcast, the Full Metal Jacket. Oh, awesome. That is... Fantastic. Just you remembered. Know, you want to know what's funny? When we were doing the Starship Troopers thing, we were doing like the the follow-up movie, like what, what you would put in afterwards. And yeah. I said, with Denise Richards, Wild Things, with Nev Campbell. Boom, Nev Campbell's in Scream. Yeah, it's true. Meant to be. Everything is connecting <laughs> in the High School Slumber Party universe. Sorry, you mentioned the VCR. I remembered I'd forgot to give it, but we got to give it on the podcast. Well, so. I'm glad that All I good. jogged no, your memory. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, for those of you not familiar with Scream, I have looked up a picture of the VHS, and I will read out loud what Scream's all about, according to, I believe this is the first release VHS. From the first name of Suspense comes the last word in fear. Sydney Prescott has a lot on her plate. It's hard enough being a teenager coming of age in today's world, let alone having a boyfriend with raging hormones, a father whose life is one business trip after another, and still feel healthy when your mother was brutally murdered one year ago. It's very odd to equate those things. Yeah. Yeah. Just when things seem to be getting back to normal for Sydney and her friends, the small town of Woodsboro is once again plagued by a killer, someone who is taking their love of scary movies one step too far. To survive, they must follow the golden movie rules. Don't answer the door, don't leave the house, don't answer the phone, but most of all, don't scream. And I found that interesting because those aren't the rules that they're given Yeah, no, in, that, in the those film. aren't the rules at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. I wrote down some of the rules. Now, there's some variations of this online. Sex equals death. Never drink or nev- and never do drugs. Never say I'll be right back. Because you won't be. You'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and these were, like, listed at other points in the film. Everyone is a suspect. You will not survive if you ask who's there. And you will not survive if you go out to investigate a strange noise. Do you agree with these rules? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it seems about right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it makes if you're, sense. If you're a minority, you're probably first to go. But they don't mention that. <laughs> they don't say that. And they've kind of changed. As horror movies kind of picked up on that, they've gone to flip that. Yeah, a I mean, that's bit. usually like the joke of the, yeah. the movie. That was the other thing. How much my oh, young damn. childhood yeah. mind got this and scary movie, the spoof, yeah. confused, he kept, waiting he kept for other things. I was going to say that. <laughs> My memories have kind of merged. I wasn't no, sure I, which was which. I could not figure out who the killer was because I had gotten <laughs> scary movie confused with this. Ironically, and we'll get into it a little bit. This movie was originally titled "Scary Movie" when it was written. That was one of my corny. Fa- I have so many corny facts about this movie that I know, and that was one of the ones I was telling uh, telling Dan. Yeah, I got a cool little behind the scenes of. I didn't realize how many corny facts I knew until we watched the movie, but... I feel free. Feel free to divulge Well, the them. biggest one... So, I love Drew Barrymore. Love her. She's awesome. 
but she was originally supposed to be, like, Nev Campbell's part. Yeah. And, like, five days before they started shooting, she decided to drop out and not do it because usually you're, like, big big-name star doesn't die in the first five minutes. You know, you expect them to be the lead character. And, you know, with them putting her on the cover and everything, she thought it would make for a good twist. So that was all her idea. Yeah, and, uh, and that was... And her wig, she asked to wear because she wanted to look like Michelle Pfeiffer in Scarface. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was an awful wig. But you hit the nail on the head. Um, the Drew Barrymore thing is iconic and we're definitely going to do a deep dive into that scene this was written by a guy though named kevin williamson who went on to be a screenwriter for a lot of things but this was one of his first screenplays he uh, he based it on something called the gainesville ripper never heard of it it's a real killer i have have no idea enlighten (laughs) us please no i'm not too sure just gainesville then why do you Um, bring it up no no, i I looked it up quickly i wasn't familiar with it is there a serial cop podcast serial killer podcast <laughs> oh, on the I'm sure there's thousands on the cage club network not on our podcast network uh, but that's the most common podcast you can oh, get is it? yeah oh yeah so guys out there your true crime fans let me know who the gainesville ripper is if it's actually a big thing or not whatever he was obviously I know a jesse huge... and the rippers yes jesse and the rippers classic <laughs> <laughs> he was obviously a huge fan of horror movies and wanted to reflect that and he actually mapped out all the sequels after he wrote the screenplay as well, so he could sell it as a series, which he did. The Some... series sucks, though. Like, they all are so bad after Are they? I mean, one. I've never seen any oh, other ones. they're all so bad. I know they're all directed by the same man, which is very rare in uh, a horror franchise, Wes Craven, of course. Who makes uh, a cameo in the film. Does he? Where yeah. is he? He's the janitor dressed as Freddy Krueger. Oh, really? That's yeah. funny. And, of course, Wes Craven, most famously, of... Nightmare on Elm Street, but one of your favorites, Dan, too, Vampire in Brooklyn, also the director of that. I know you're a big fan of that film. No, Dan, I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> you like, am I? No! <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to think of what do I do? What did this I say? This is where everybody should use their yeah. imagination. Picture Dan's stupid face right now. Bewilderment. I was like, no. I just picked the most silliest thing on there. I think he also directed Music of My Heart. See, that one is... <laughs> no, but of course, he's, he's one of the kings of horror and gore. Uh, famously in this film, too, he had to submit eight different cuts to tone down the gore. Yeah, it was originally uh, NC-17 rating, and he like didn't, didn't want to cut anything. It was just ready to let it ride, but I guess uh, somebody cut it out. I don't know if they've ever released an NC-17 or an unrated version of this film, but I'd be very curious, because I think it still has a decent somewhere. amount of gore. Yeah. For like a That's why I'm curious movie. of what made it NC-17, yeah. if it was that, or sex, or They what. probably showed a nipple. A Rose like McGowan <laughs> sex scene, I'd be into that if All that's the in the original version. <laughs> oh, speaking of the garage scene, I can give you another cheesy fact with that. Sure. So she gets stuck in the doggy door in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, in real life, she was so skinny that she actually kept like sliding out of it and like falling on the floor wow. during filming. <laughs> that was I- fake. She was faking being stuck. She actually Quick notes. The movie obviously was a huge success on release, and I mentioned that it's important to this podcast because, one, it brought back the horror genre. There was a good couple of years between like some of the early 80s stuff and Scream where most horror films were straight to VHS, mm. and they were not taken seriously, and most of them had unknown cast not saying they were bad they just studios didn't put backing behind them but not just that 
in my research here on High School Slumber Party, there are so many late 90s, early 2000 films that got greenlit because Scream did so well. Oh, absolutely. It, it was the first time in a while, probably since like the John Hughes era, that studios said, wow, movies about teenagers can make money. They had kind of gone the same route as horror films in terms of that were, they were just mostly rent for the rental market. Uh, this film, let me look up the numbers quickly. Uh, yeah, this is when they realized that we can make movies about teenagers aimed at teenagers yeah. and profit. <laughs> because you have Clueless in this era, but most people say Clueless was not necessarily aimed at teenagers. Like, that's a movie that a lot of people enjoyed. Yeah, that had, definitely had a pretty broad spectrum. Yeah. Um, so the budget was $15 million and it made $173 million, which is, again, huge for the genre. Suddenly, people were buying all these horror scripts and all these teenager like movie scripts. So, you know, I might not have as good a content on this podcast if it's not for Scream. Before we dive into the cast, though, I want to hit on... rewrite Clueless as a horror? That would be very cool. I think we can do this. Can you see, like, the yellow thing? Just she wears it like, yeah. Or, uh, Sam, you've been talking about Clueless a lot this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, because there was a Donald Fajon moment. <laughs> That's a podcast you got to start. <laughs> That'll be the name of it, Donald Fajon moments. <laughs> um, oh, but let's get into that Barrymore thing, because Autumn, you're right, like, she was originally cast as the lead in this, eventually moves into that that scene, and a lot of people say this movie got credibility from that opening scene, because all the promotion featured... Most of the cast, but Drew Barrymore. People walked in thinking this was going to be a Drew Barrymore film. She was a name at the time, and bam, she gets killed in that sequence, which I think it's it's a long sequence. It's at least ten minutes long. So, so yeah, it's like a ten to thirteen minute. But like, yeah, it, and it just starts right away. There's no like lead in with like a cutesy song or anything, you know, even a scary song. It just boom, the phone call, the iconic like, what's your favorite scary movie? Hello. Hello. Yes. Who is this? Mm, who are you trying to reach? What number is this? What number are you trying to reach? I don't know. Well, I think you have the wrong number. Do I? It happens. Take it easy. <laughs> Hello? I'm sorry. I guess I dialed the wrong number. Uh, well, so why'd you dial it again? To apologize. You're forgiven. Bye now. Wait, wait. Don't hang up. What? talk to you for a second they've got 900 numbers for that see ya hello why don't you want to talk to me who is this you tell me your name i'll tell you mine (laughs) i don't think so what's that noise popcorn you making popcorn Uh uh-huh I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? Yeah. What's yours? Guess. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that the one where the guy had knives for fingers? Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Freddy, that's right. I like that movie. It was scary. Well, well, the first one was, but the rest sucked. So, you got a boyfriend? (laughs) Why? You want to ask me out on a date? Maybe. Do you have a boyfriend? Mm, No. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. 
What did you say? I want to know who I'm talking to. That's not what you said. What do you think I said? What? Hello? Look, I gotta go. Wait, I thought we were gonna go out. Uh, nah, I don't think so. Don't hang up on me. Yes? I told you not to hang up on me. What do you want? To talk. Well, dial someone else, okay? Listen, asshole! No, you listen, you little bitch. If you hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand? Well, that's one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. When I was 14 years old, me and my friends actually recreated the scene i'll show it to you later if you want like i word for word recreated the scene at 14 please do. i have it on my phone I'll, I'll show it to you later share it with our audience let oh, me share it i mean I, I can send you the link if you want to yes put an audio clip of me doing it at 14 on there i was in high school when it, we did it actually nothing has fit this podcast more than that so yeah, it's <laughs> super embarrassing but yeah oh yeah i'm super into it it's... it made me realize i'd never had jiffy pop and then we and dan goes oh, to me so cool <laughs> When we're watching it, you know, I was telling him that, and he goes, you guys made a movie, like, with a video camera? I'm curious how else Dan thinks you make movies. Well, I didn't know they did at the time, what you probably had your, uh, and now I'm just ruining the joke. <laughs> your giant, ridiculous Switch phone. No, I don't think we even had phones that's back then. We what were... do you call that one? Because there's the Razer, we but might the one have. After I think I still that, had like a like... Nokia 3360 no, no, it was, it was the back then. Thing that yeah, was, like, the full I was keyboard. playing Snake and getting charged <laughs> ten cents per text message. There was no camera on my phone. I'll call you when my minutes are. Yeah, call minutes. me after nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the days. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll definitely, you know. But even that runs into that. this movie. The whole cell phone thing. Is it possible to clone a cell phone? Yeah. Like, Bring me the cellular. <laughs> yeah, they say the cellular a lot. But this scene is, again, so iconic, so just amazing. It really sets the tone for the entire film. And again, where horror is going to go, at least in the next five, ten years. It's awesome. Yeah, it sets up the whole idea, the, the whole no one is safe. Yeah, I mean, her parents are literally in in view of her as she's about to be murdered on the phone with her in this house while she's being dragged although there's no way there's no way that they <laughs> hung her in that tree that fast before her parents found her i'm sorry didn't happen i don't know we should do time trials we'll get the dumb <laughs> see how quickly we can loop it and then because if they already had the rope hanging over a tree and they just kind of like slip knotted it maybe and like if, maybe. if they had the second guy that had there, to be so quick if they had the second guy there waiting if she would have just found a good hiding spot she probably could have made it until her parents got there. Like, it was literally just she had a couple of minutes Isn't to Isn't that die. part of the fun of horror films being like, oh, this could happen. This is what I would have done. This is what I would have done, exactly. It, <laughs> it puts you in that situation and thinking, like, what would I do in this situation? <laughs> and yes. it, like, so Let's be realistic. I probably wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to run? Just kill me. Just kill uh, me. Just, just I'm right here! <laughs> but it breaks a lot of the tropes of horror films. And it's funny because this movie is about the tropes of horror films. But one of them, again, is that you're casting somewhat of a very popular name at the time. You're killing her off right away. She's talking about other horror films in the film. So it's like meta like that. One that we talked about together, Halloween. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, full uh, circle. They watch it in the, yeah. in the movie. I guess it couldn't be any more perfect. <laughs> no, it makes too much sense. What's her character's name? Casey. And then how they have like the boyfriend out there. Steve. It's Steve. And so I watched this film a couple days ago in preparation. And then when I was doing my notes this morning, I had it on in the background. And then now that I knew who the killers were, I was like, oh, they're giving you clues throughout. Because... You know, when you first start to watch a horror film, something always goes through your head like, is this like just a murder or is this a ghost? You know? <laughs> right, right. Zoe's. Well, they really like mind fuck you in this with the. Am I allowed to curse? Yes, yeah. yes. There's okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> with the, the two killer thing, because that's mm-hmm. really what makes it seem like. Yeah, that's what it made could it totally be, different. Absolutely. It could be something supernatural. Because Billy, even though Billy might have been like your first hunch. Yeah, it, but again, you know, he's in jail and yet. And now, so there, that takes away that. But again, everyone, and Jamie Kennedy exclaims it, everybody's a suspect. It's never the most person you most think it is. Well, it Only is. Only in this, it was. <laughs> and that's the thing. But it's also... It's yeah. weird. He was yeah. Matthew, she was Matthew, Matthew Lillard's ex-girlfriend. You know, that wouldn't yeah, be so your first Yeah, so there's motive punch. there. Yeah. It's, it's so uh, interesting the and way Jamie that it Kennedy does Jamie Kennedy calls that out, too. He's like, that's what they call motive. <laughs> but you think because I of... I didn't kill anybody. Nobody said you did. Actually, Jamie Kennedy just said you did. That's the dumbest <laughs> line in the movie. It plays with something where uh, the tropes from what we've seen in horror films in the past where oh, well, he mentioned that that person's the killer. So how could they really be the killer? That thing where it's like... It's hiding in plain sight. Yeah, it's too too obvious. Yeah, exactly. Which Uh, is how I took most of my multiple choice tests in high school. It's like, they can't all be Bs. Has to be (laughs) C. Anything more about that opening scene before we move on with the cast and such? Uh, Just the actual chase of it was really um, animalistic. You know, it it looked like uh, a deer or not a deer, but like an antelope kind of running from a tiger where she's like super stressed. Mm, that's true. And the knife kind of, and, and it's it's very, um, rugged's not the term I'm looking for, but and I already said animalistic. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Like, like a, it was it was a very natural geographic type kill. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. it's probably one of the last uh, horror movies where you really had to, exp- like cause cell phones weren't, you know, they're there, but not really a thing yet. It's like now every horror movie you have to explain why your cell phone doesn't work. <laughs> it's true. Right? You know, like that one... That wasn't like a thing. She didn't have to explore the, ha- the landline. And it kind of jumped. And that's it. The whole movie kind of jumps on the phone thing. You know, that was that was it. That was the the head of the curve. You know, teenagers having cell phones, and you know, and it, in this case, obviously not everyone did, but they had to acknowledge the fact that cell phones not only exist, but they're going to use it to their advantage in their in their in their prey in their hunting style. What do you think of? Ghostface. Is that his name? Ghostface? I, I think it's just called generic, like, Ghostface. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. What do you well, think uh, of Ghostface? On the package in the movie, I think it's called, like, Man of Death or something like that. Yeah, but that's what, it, like yeah. your cousin at Spirit Halloween, it's one of those ultra generic, you know, we all saw this mask way before this movie mm-hmm. was ever thing. It was just a generic ghost mask. And that also, again, it plays part into the genius where it's, in and of itself, it's the mundane in every day. And it's these things that we always think of as mundane and everyday are suddenly becoming scary things like answering a phone call, like, you know, flipping a light switch or the garage door getting stuck. You know, it's, it's, they make it, they make it a point to say, Hey, you could get this at any five and dime store in the County. So was it scary to you or does it like, it was probably scarier, I guess, before scream was a thing. Mm-hmm. Now you just associate it with the movie. So like, yeah. no, it's not, it's cheesy. <laughs> it almost it's looks out. silly when like, yeah. And that scary movie really ruined it too. <laughs> yes. You know? yes. What's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo. Hello, shorty. What are you doing? Nothing. Sitting here watching the game, smoking some butt. 
Are you all alone? What's up? What's up? What the? Who's that? Yo, pick up the phone. What's up? What's up? Yo, Duke, pick up the phone. Exactly. <laughs> chilling. chilling I, I'll say this though, it does, <laughs> it does add to the who could the killer be element, the fact that you could get this costume anywhere. anywhere. And even, it happens, the, the kids running down the hallways that I get mean, expelled. the principal is sitting there wearing it, making funny faces at himself and the mi- funny noises in the mirror. <laughs> I don't know if you guys read this or saw this, but apparently uh, the director just found this mask in one of the houses that he was location scouting at, and he like looked it up, and they're like, oh, this is just your basic it's a, it's mask. It's the and... ubiquitous <laughs> non-denominational Halloween mask. <laughs> And that's, that's and something said, that's, do that. that was great of taking something that's everyday and not scary and for the case of the movie, making it very scary than everybody that Halloween went out and got this exact same mask anyway. And one of the reasons that the title switched to Scream from Scary Movie, again, it sounds so silly saying it, now, right. uh, was that when people were reading it, they weren't seeing it just as a horror film because it's got a lot of comedy in it. There's like a whodunit element in it. So, while yes, it is a horror slasher film, there's there's a lot of other elements in this film that make it, like, meta and so groundbreaking yeah, A at whole the time. satire on the... Yeah, like you said, satire. The movie Matthew Willard was very funny in <laughs> Let's Yeah, let's talk about this cast, then. You guys mentioned Nev Campbell. Courtney Cox. Yeah. Her, her, she meets her husband. Yeah, from... Cor- Courtney Cox um, David is Arquette. Gail Weathers. Yeah. She plays that, you know, she's like the reporter, and this is where she met her husband. Who's right? Linda Blair is also a reporter in the movie. Back kind of in the background, but totally in it. Huge cameo there, Exorcist. Oh, but quickly, Nev Campbell was cast out of Party of Five. Is that right? Yeah, she was yeah, in that? Okay, was, Party yeah. of Five. Yep. We had that discussion watching it, yeah. <laughs> Party of Five. She was reluctant to take the role because she had just done The Craft, and she thought it might be too similar, even though, again, very different films. Um, Brittany Murphy and Reese Witherspoon were other two people considered for the roles at, at various levels. I would have liked to see Brittany Murphy in this. That could have been interesting. But, you know, I, with Brittany Murphy, it could have been a total flop, you know? Yeah, no. It's, yeah, it you, you don't know. I feel like they had the right elements with this cast here. And again, you guys mentioned Courtney Cox and David Arquette. <laughs> so I think I thought David Arquette did it because is, they, is the David Arquette person, like the Dewey person in a scary movie, Doofy. the person who does it? Yeah, Dewey. Is <laughs> yeah, I think one? he is or somehow. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait a minute, doesn't he go on to sequels? If he's the killer, yeah. like, has no one All figured All I can think out? of with David Arquette watching this movie is how much I really wanted to watch Ready to Rumble. <laughs> he made that comment several times while we were watching the film. So I was actually back. talking about that with our mutual friend who's been on the podcast. Jimmy uh, King! <laughs> Chris Carroll the other day. Now, what did you think, I guess, of the Courtney Cox role here? And She had said she really wanted the role because it was very different than her friend's role. Brooke Shields and Janine Garofalo were like well, the original choices. Dan thought she was a stone cold fox. I think this is probably because <laughs> he spent the whole movie just talking about she how looks hot really she was. Good in this movie. I'm surprised. Like, yeah, and I, I, mean, I was too. Not that she's not hot. <laughs> no, I think but... this is like the hottest she's ever been. <laughs> she's but so but rich. the role is super different than I guess your typical Courtney Cox role. Mm. Um, she was no Monica in this. Yes, no. The producers did not want to hire her because they were afraid she would be too much of a Monica in this, which is so silly to think no, about. She, no, she's a total bitch in it. I <laughs> yeah, love yeah, it. And it, and it but you know what? She's really not a bitch because she ended up being she was right 100% right. Cotton, she was. Cotton went to prison for no reason because Nev Campbell thought she saw what she didn't see. And, and her mom really was kind of... A slut. 
So, yeah, Courtney Cox really wasn't as much of a bitch as, you know, made out to be by Nev Campbell and Rose McGowan. And they try to portray her as, like, an in-your-face reporter, and don't get me wrong, she is. But I think we even moved to a different level of that. Well, I was going to say, we've gone so above and beyond. Like, that was the scummy tabloid (laughs) reporter of the day. Well, that was before the TMZ days. Yeah. But even your generic, you know, Fox News or CNN, those guys are way more (laughs) offensively absurd and, uh, you know, privacy invading. She's a bitch. She's like (laughs) hacking phones and emails, you know? Well, well, you know, she did plant a camera inside this house party, so... (laughs) A a hidden camera the size of a freaking book. Right on top of where everyone's staring. That's the equivalent of Homer Simpson walking in with a 10-gallon hat filming the dirty uh, Quickie Mart hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Again, we mentioned Rose McGowan, who plays Tatum, I guess her name is. Yeah. She's uh, Dewey's younger sister, mm-hmm. which I didn't remember till this watch. Because, yeah, and they have a... I like their element. Because does Dewey still live at home? Yeah, oh, right? definitely. Yeah, he's, he's a 25-year-old kid. Like. Yeah, because when the night when, you know, Sydney gets called by the killer and she's sleeping over Tatum's house, Dewey yeah, like, oh, walks yeah. out of his room, like, all disheveled with his gun. Like, what, what? I'm like, you missed it. I feel bad for Dewey. Like, the whole... Like, just the yeah. amount of disrespect Aww. his sister, like, just bitches him out in front of his, like, uh... Dan, uh yeah, Dan like, said he would have he would have slapped her. Like, say, not, 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 like, an abusive relationship thing, but, like, brother-sister rivalry. If my sister pulled that shit in front of my boss, I'm definitely... We're getting... Yeah, he, we're what getting does he say? Fight. He's like, oh, you know, that's my superior. He's like, the janitor's your superior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich, or Ulrich, plays Billy Loomis. Yeah, and now he's on Riverdale. Yeah, he's on Riverdale so now. That's, that's, he looks you know, exactly this, the same. This, this movie drew <laughs> him to the, the gang life. He's now Southside Serpent. He was also in The Craft, um, and he was cast because he reminded people of Johnny Depp in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I said that while we were watching the movie, and she goes, I don't think that's a reason they cast him. I said, I think he looks like Johnny Depp on purpose. That's what the internet said, yeah. so what the internet says well, is true. <laughs> well, I can't argue with the internet. You win this <laughs> never, one. You never argue with the internet. I can't. If it's on the internet, it must be true. Um, apparently, rumor has it, Joaquin Phoenix turned down the role. That would have been interesting. Uh, Matthew Lillard, as we mentioned, high school oh. film legend. Yeah. He's in Heart so many of the these. Rob. He's great. I love Matthew Lillard. Anytime we'll give him a shout out when we okay, see We were going to ask you about uh, SLC Punk. That's not a that's high school movie, though. We weren't going to ask him about that. I don't know if it's a high school it's movie. It's not. I, they're in college. Right? They okay, that's what right. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was covered on another show on this podcast, and I was going to ask them about it. We did Hackers with Matthew Lillard, though. We've done a, <laughs> did Hackers, yeah. We've done a bunch of Matthew Lillard films, and we'll continue to do more because he's a pretty cool dude. <laughs> um, of course, we mentioned Jamie Kennedy as well, and I forgot he was in this. This is probably like his coolest role. I'll Definitely. Be, I'll be honest. He Definitely. Was, he was Malibu's right Most this. Wanted didn't do it for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Malibu's Most Wanted, y'all. Kick Ain't got nothing on me! Ah! He did it for me, but he wasn't that cool. He didn't have the red fuzzy shoes that he has at the party here, that's why. (laughs) And he was just, like, this great character, because he was, like, the horror fan that... Worked at the video store. That worked at the video store. I love that scene when they're in the video store, you know? It's just... I like that No, he did really... Like I said, that was... I can't... Like I said... You know, Hollywood wasn't kind to Jamie Kennedy, but he did, <laughs> he did well in this movie. <laughs> um, of course, Henry Winkler, we mentioned, is the okay, principal. Okay, the most believable thing <laughs> in this movie, after the first set of murders, they have like the meeting of school and they're going to close early. And over the loudspeaker, Henry Winkler goes, remember, students, your principal loves you and wants you to be safe. If Henry Winkler was my principal, I would 
absolutely <laughs> believe him the second he said that because he's one of the nicest people alive. I'm convinced. Speaking of the high school, there's a moment when they're walking in and uh, Dewey goes to her, "Oh, it's okay, Sid. You're at school now. You'll be safe." Yeah. Not or you're safe here. <laughs> Not school, something you safe. can say anymore. <laughs> that that aged terribly. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad. Sad, but very true. I mean, but school should be a place yes. of safety. Oh, do we see Leave Schreiber in this one? Because he he goes on to play uh, the guy who his name was listed in the credits, but I don't remember seeing him. He goes on to play the guy that uh, what's her name Nev Campbell put in jail. Cotton. Yeah, Cotton. He's like on like they show like a TV thing with him, so he's like in it because they show him on on the TV that screen, but he's gotcha. not actually yeah, in it. Yeah, because he goes on yeah. to play this guy. He's also like blonde and clean shaven, which is like never how you. That's see why him. I didn't really see him. But yeah, I, he's I like on no the on the TV. They gotcha. like show him like what like. Yeah, like that. Being walked out to... Yeah. Because he got put to death. He was getting gassed. Yeah, but he doesn't get put to get death because yeah. he's in the sequel. Oh. Yeah, he does eventually the sequels, and I was confused because I thought they had recasted him because he's, like, a successful actor later. I right. wouldn't think that he was just put in, like, a little TV sequence there. Yeah, for a there. bit, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if they knew they were going to create a series out of I it... I guess so, they, yeah. They I guess, had it all I guess planned that out already. Huh. And I just want to mention Roger Jackson. I don't know really who that is, but he plays the voice. Of, like, what's your favorite scary movie? I know, like, a big thing was they didn't want any of the cast to, like, actually meet him because they wanted it to have, like, a scarier effect on the (laughs) actresses and stuff. I guess that makes sense. Like, while they were acting. So, yeah, they, like, purposely (laughs) kept them, like, separated from each other. (laughs) I guess so they didn't, like, develop any sort of relationship. I don't know. I love that idea, though. And it's something where, like, his voice has become an iconic voice. Oh, yeah. I again, I don't know if I've seen future screen films or like any of them. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen any of the sequels. They're so not good. They're really bad, <laughs> really bad. And it's, then like all the ones that were, I want to say recent, but you know, no, they're not that recent. And this is coming from someone who loves, like Autumn loves cheesy and I love terrible movies. movies. Like, like I love. <laughs> so for so for her to say it's bad and like not even yeah. Oh, not, although, not like one, the more recent way. ones too, like where they're, I want to say you know anything past. 2012. Oh, they're so awful. The MTV series, awful. Okay, so there's four films and an MTV series, right? I guess. What was that? There was like a recent one where it was like a whole new. It was like Sydney's cousin or something that has like a house party and then Sydney shows up or I don't. It was so bad. Wow. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) So, um, I mean, big cast here. This is not like your. Again, cheesy horror film. No, Big no, yeah, there's here. a, there's a lot. Of, you kind of said it, yeah. There's a lot. You know, as you're going, oh yeah, him and him. It's like you almost forget who's in it. So aside from the for the opening scene and the party scene that leads to the ending that we'll get to later, any moments that you really liked or enjoyed or favorite scenes or anything about the film you want to talk about, really? Well, I say back to after the first murders committed. And they were all sitting around the fountain after class, like saying, like discussing, like their theories on why Drew Barrymore got killed, and it's a, uh, it's all kind of played out for you right there in in a weird way. You know, it's a uh, Jamie Kennedy saying like, you "Used to date her, that's motive." Yeah. Um, and uh, nobody's saying I killed anybody. I am. <laughs> and then all students are encouraged to return to their homes promptly from school grounds. Avoid strangers. Walk in twos and threes. I will see you here tomorrow. Well, they asked me if I knew Casey. Yeah, they asked me. Hey, they asked if you like to hunt? Yeah, they did. They asked you? Hunt? Why would they ask you if you like to hunt? Because their bodies were gutted. Thank you, Randy. They didn't ask me if I like to hunt. It's because there's no way a girl could have killed them. That is so sexist. The killer could easily be female. Basic instinct. That was an ice pick. 
Not exactly the same thing. Yeah, Casey and Steve were completely hollowed out. And the fact is, it takes a man to do something like that. For a man's mentality. How do you gut someone? You take a knife, and you slit them from groin to sternum. Hey, it's called tact, you fuckrag. Hey, Stu, didn't you used to date Casey? Yeah, for like two seconds, before she dumped him for Steve. I thought you dumped him for me. I did, he's full of shit. And are the police aware that you dated the victim? Hey, what are you saying? That, that I killed her? It would certainly improve your high school kill. Stu was with me last night, okay? Yeah, it was. Ooh. Was that before or after? He sliced and diced. Fuck you, nutcase, where were you last night? Working, thank you. Oh, at the video store, I thought they fired your sorry ass. Twice. I didn't kill anybody. Nobody said you did. Thanks, buddy. Besides, it takes a man to do something like that. Yo, I'm gonna gut your ass in a second, kid. Tell me something. Did you really put her liver in the mailbox? Because I heard that they found her liver in the mailbox next to her spleen and her pancreas. Where are you going fucking trying to eat here? Okay? Just getting mad, right? Better liver alone. <laughs> Never alone. <laughs> How they're saying, like, yeah, they're interviewing everybody and they're asking all the guys, like, do you hunt because the way she was cut open? And they're like, why couldn't a woman do that? And they're like, oh, a woman wouldn't have the stomach for it. And then Billy goes on to describe how exactly... Is it Billy or Matthew Lillard? One of them goes on to describe exactly how you field dress a kill. <laughs> and it's like... Okay, well... <laughs> Earlier in this podcast, you were talking exactly how you would hang up a dead body on a tree. True. Should I suspect you for a murder? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think if he was going to commit a murder, that wouldn't be how we do it anyway. <laughs> how would you do it? No. <laughs> Finish your drink. <laughs> I'd sink my killer beagle on them, of course. It'd be great if I just, like, ended the podcast here. <laughs> just- yeah, like people are like, what the you hell? You see her thud, and it's like, go get the bleach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, we're getting all the info, and it's kind of like an info dump. But that, again, I felt like a first-time watcher watching this. So I'm like, okay, well, these people are pretty much eliminating themselves from the ones who did it because they're all talking about it. I thought it might be Jamie Kennedy, but obviously we When was the last time you saw the movie? A while ago. Years. Yeah, it's probably been years since I've seen it too, but I guess because I watched it so yeah, many no, times you're an expert. <laughs> in my younger life that I vividly remembered a lot and could just quote scenes from it without realizing that I could do that. <laughs> I mean, is it fair to say it's one of the formative films of your Oh, definitely. It's in my childhood. definitely my like top 5 favorite movies of all time. Like whenever, you know, anybody would ask me, that's definitely on the list of answers. Any other early or middle scenes that tickled your fancy. I mean, there's odd, like, you know, uh, what's his name? What's Skeet's name? Skeet. What a silly name. That's Billy. Skeet that Billy, okay. Billy, yeah. When Billy, uh, you know... Crawls through her window. Yeah, crawls and she's through her wearing, like, her pioneer... <laughs> her <grandmother> like, <laughs> pajamas? What? <laughs> Typing on her, like, brick computer? She's probably playing Oregon Trail. <laughs> But Definitely even, playing. Even Lord just how the whole movie, Billy just speaks in movie—not movie quotes per se, but like movie rhetoric. 
And you know, it's like, oh, well, we, you know, we were a heavy. Exorcist. Yeah, we, we, we started our relationship as a heavy R, and now we're kind of at, you know, a PG-13 rating. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. What an asshole. Like, her mom just died. And also, her mom, it's the anniversary of her mom's death. Like, why is your dad going on a business trip? Like, <laughs> your daughter is obviously still, like, majorly fucked up about yeah, this. And you everyone, should probably be there And right every then. one of her friends, are, it's the it's the anniversary of the one year her mother got brutally raped and murdered. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, like, not like your friends understand, like, hey, I know this is a tough time of year for you. It's like, hey, get over it. Yeah. Just, just be done. You can't cry the whole time. <laughs> Even Billy is saying, like... Well, when my parents, you know, got divorced, I got over it. Like, yeah, yeah that's not the same thing. <laughs> and you obviously didn't get over it because well, you sure. just... <laughs> hey, remember the time your mom died? Want to bang? <laughs> like, that's like... It's the really awkward vibe they're all putting out on poor Sid. <laughs> and she, you know, she allows, like, oh, let's do some over-the-shirt stuff. And you're right, like, oh, okay, this is the virgin character. Right. You know, they're, they're giving us that early. Um, like you said, this where they're just all chatting... Like uh, the who done it element of it. The video store scene is pretty cool. Who who gets killed next? So, they kill Casey, and then the next person to die is the principal. Yeah, because at then, the party they say like. Well, like they come after Sydney, so they know that there's a killer on the loose. Oh yeah, okay. So there's that first home in, in right. Yeah, she, she like away. takes her nap. Yeah, then the principal dies. So like everyone leaves the house, also, and then really that's where it really kicks screwed off. Up reaction. They're all at the party, and they're like, "Oh!" They get the phone call like that the principal's been murdered, and they're so excited and, about and it. He, not only is he murdered, is that he was murdered and strung up and hung from the goalpost, and like, "Let's go get him before we tear him down." Like, which is, which is like, screwed up. You're just a shitty person. <laughs> I uh, actually read a note on that scene, or the whole principal dying. Originally, he was the nicest principal ever. Originally, he wasn't <laughs> was supposed he? to die. Was he though? <laughs> I don't know. He said your principal loves you. He <laughs> does creepily touch Sydney's face when she's brought in for her turn. That is with true. With the police. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's just like a different time type thing. Like, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't know. But he's like, you know, making the boogeyman faces in the mirror. That's kind of fucked up. I don't know. I refuse to believe Henry Winkler or anything. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, so the scene with him getting murdered was added because it would have been the Drew, the Drew Barrymore kill. And then not a kill to, like, your ending Till you, your last act, anyway, yeah. And they decided to do that for pacing, but it also helped solve a different problem, because they weren't sure in the script how to get most of the party to leave the house. So ah. what you're talking about was written in so they could all, like, get out of there so you could, you know, set the scene for more of a traditional... Not like yeah, chasing once, 90 people. And that's also how they discovered the time delay on the. Yeah. Because well, well, at one point, when does uh, the best friend, like Rose McGowan, get killed? Oh, I guess. She's killed she, before, before they leave. Because she they don't. Is, but still at the party, right? But the right? principal yeah. is still killed before her. Yeah, yeah. Technically. Yeah. You know. But I say, they, they, they only find her when everybody's leaving because that's how they, they exit the garage. And they're like, oh. But her whole fight in the garage is interesting to me. How many bottles she throws at his face and he's just getting up like yeah, nothing? He just, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, he, he got hit in the balls and dead in the face with a full beer bottle. It's like, you're not just going to shake that off. I got cracked in the bo- in the head with a bottle in college. I had a concussion from it. <laughs> it's crazy because we're like, you know, this is a great movie, but we're not struggling. But it's just, we're not talking so much about what happens before the party because the party is most of the film. Yeah, a lot of it's just... Uh, it's an hour long. It's, uh, it's just that film. it's building to that moment. It's, and not in, hmm, I don't know how to describe it, because a lot of the in-between is Gail, the the reporter, kind of pumping Dewey. They're almost like building their relationship. <laughs> he's, he's pumping her for, 
or she's pumping him for information. Like, you know, oh, you know, you look, you look like a kid. Does the, does the force require you to work out? You know, you're like, oh, my boyish charm. I have to do it, you know. And, and it's, that it's, chemistry was real chemistry because was. they were feeling that sexual tension on screen. I was too. Clearly. <laughs> Did you wish you were Dewey? I like his mustache. Mine's not dark enough to Is that the character that you relate thing? to most, Dewey? Probably. No, he's more like <laughs> no, probably Jimmy Doofy. Kennedy. <laughs> Doofy. Doofy. Yeah. Sticking my wiener. Let's get real. Sticking my wiener in vacuum cleaners. <laughs> oh, is that why there's the suck it in the closet? Sorry, that was an office joke. <laughs> yeah. You know that David. No, Watson I get it, invention? but I don't think anybody. <laughs> I'm sure everybody in the world watches The Office. <laughs> Okay, so I guess we'll just jump to this party. I mean, it's an awesome scene. The reason they're having the party is because they decide, well, one of the reasons, they decide to close school, and there's a curfew on everybody, which everyone celebrates, despite the fact that you should probably be scared that you might get murdered. Um, But there's even that idea, like, safety in numbers. True. You know. Dewey sort of protects the party because he knows what's going on, and he... Encourages underage drinking. (laughs) Essentially (laughs) encourages underage drinking. He wants to be the cool older brother. Well, he just wants to cool, like, look look up to the And then lets them all go and drive. (laughs) No, he didn't let them go and drive. He said, be careful driving. (laughs) Gail, like, shows up. She she finds a scoop on the party, and he ends up, like, walking her through, and that's when she puts the video. Some things I, I noticed were, you know, they're watching all these horror films... Someone mentions that, oh, first of all, side note, the homes in this town are beautiful. Yeah, we said the same thing. <laughs> we were trying to figure yeah. out where in It has California. to be somewhere in California, like yeah. wine country or something. We want to know what Sydney's dad does, what business trip he's really going on. <laughs> he's on business, Dan. He's going to the Isn't expo. The expo. <laughs> the expo. He's staying at that hotel by the airport. <laughs> all important information. One thing that I was a little like OMG'd about, which I did not realize. So I haven't covered all the right moves on this podcast, but I did it for uh, one of our sister podcasts, Fridays Ever Fun, uh, the Tom Tom Club, Cruise Club, where they talk about Tom Cruise so you movies. you can't really see his wiener? I didn't see it when I was on that podcast you for All the Right Moves. You have to pause it just right, Brian. I didn't know, but now when I do All the Right Moves, now I know what I'm talking about. Now you're about. scoping for Tom Cruise wiener. Because I was like... It's going to be tough because I did it on someone else's podcast. I'm going to have to talk about it again. I'll do it like in you know a year or so. Or, But now... You just have this ca- this cat- back catalog of Tom Cruise wiener conversations. <laughs> I'm, I need I to mean, pause has his wiener come up more than once on, on your show? No, no, never. But I'm saying now it will <laughs> when we do all the right moves. That's, that's amazing. I mean... I've never actually seen that movie, so... I don't, I, I don't think a lot of people have of our generation. I don't think it was like crossed over. I mean, again, I saw it, but I didn't, I didn't pause there. I didn't know. <laughs> And I, I looked it up, apparently that was like a big thing, like people would rent that movie, just like, oh, let's have pause on that. I don't know. I feel like more people our age were pausing Little Mermaid during the wedding sequence to see the pre-spawner. <laughs> <laughs> as weird as that is. <laughs> was that a thing? That was totally a thing. I mean, I, re- yeah. I, know, I know that, but yeah. I didn't realize that that many people were out there doing that. It's there. <laughs> At the party, they also mention our favorite Jamie Lee Curtis as the Scream Queen. Oh, yeah. They bring up a lot of her other films. Um, and her boobs. Speaking of boobs, I don't know if you... Was it me or were, like, Rose McGowan's nipples hard when they were, like... Oh, in the garage! Okay. Oh, <laughs> I say they were, they were glass cutters. I was like, what is... Am I seeing something? Like, they were almost, like... I, there was, like, ridiculous. Like, they were, like, fake nips. They were nips. probably fake nips. Like... <laughs> I was like, this is aggressive. Like, is it, is it very aggressive. cold? <laughs> it's garage. <laughs> She's holding 
bunch of cold beers. <laughs> and I mean, we we already talked about her murder. Anything else you want to add in regards to her? Uh, there's there's no garage door opener that's gonna lift up a grown woman. Really? I don't. I Even don't one so. someone as small to fit through the doggy door. Maybe maybe like an like if, if it was like a service bay for like trucks. That could be your podcast, like garages. Yeah, like which garage doors? Garage doors for this old garage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just, you know, some of the other movie facts. Because, you know, I'm a movie junkie that they mention. They say that Jamie Lee Curtis didn't show her tits until Trading Places, quote-unquote. I thought that was interesting, because that's not even a horror film. I was going to say, yeah, that's... <laughs> Something about Meg Ryan, or even a... Why can't this be a Meg Ryan film, or a good porno, was another line. Right, right, because, well, Billy was telling Sydney how, like, you know, the whole you almost like the Shakespeare-type thing, like... Oh, life's a stage. And it's like, oh no, yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah. You know, this is just your your movie. He's like, why? And she's like, why couldn't I be in a Meg Ryan movie? Meaning like a rom com. Oh yeah. Then she's like, or even a porno. And, that's, and then that's when, how she initiates like. That's when she gets de-virginized. That's yes. when they make love. Yes. And then Dan insinuated that he should have murdered me after we had sex for the first time, so that he never had to talk to me again. No, I didn't say that. Yeah. You know, Whoa. No, Let's I didn't say that. that. No. Let's talk about what I that. said was it, after they have sex. Uh, who we assume is Matthew Lillard. In oh the no, no, no! Costume. Not that I should get Billy, murdered. Billy, Billy gets. He should get yeah, murdered. Billy gets murdered after he has sex with Sydney because the killer comes <laughs> in the door. And I'm like, what a great dodge to not have to call a girl back. <laughs> I think we have a mutual friend who probably would have tried that back in the day. <laughs> and I'm Kyle Reinfried. <laughs> <laughs> On his single in his single days, but yeah, wow. That, I forget. And that ends up being fake blood, whatever. That's what corn was like, syrup. Corn syrup. <laughs> So I was watching this with Nicole, and she was like, oh, he, he's the killer. I'm like, he's not the killer. He spent the night in jail when he was previously arrested for the murder. So when that happens, like, look, he just got killed. There's no way he's the murderer. Like, I was, I bought in hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> I was like, who is it? So as you can tell, I had a very fun scream experience this time. Oh, well, I'm glad that you, like, were that, uh, <laughs> like, new to it. That you didn't know. I didn't grow up a big horror film guy, so if I saw this... Yeah, you didn't even know they were in high school. No. If I saw this, I thought... Though, to you know, be fair, none of them looked high school age. That's why. Yeah, I, Maybe was, Jamie Kennedy, but that's Yeah, it. he was probably the only one that looked <laughs> But there was even a moment I was curious, and uh, I was wrong. They are, they are significantly apart in age, but, like, uh, Nev Campbell was... It was, I guess, when she punched... Uh, uh, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Your girlfriend. And I'm, and I'm sitting there, like, they're probably really close in age anyway. <laughs> they want to, but... They are 10 years. Yeah, and then, what, hijinks ensue for the rest of the film, I suppose? Well, it's kind of... Well, like, I want to know, when Sydney, you know, they leave... First off, they leave her unattended in the kitchen. Like, you think she's not going to get away. Like, she's just going to stand there and wait for you to come back and kill her. Well, it's just she, like, drags her dad in the the closet. Oh, yeah. So instead of, like, you know, maybe pulling the friggin' duct tape off her dad's mouth, she gets dressed in the the scream costume (laughs) And calls the guys, like, I'm sorry, I think my first priority would have been taking the tape off of my dad's mouth. She also did not immediately get her dad out of the closet. He had to come, like, stumbling out, no, and then she it, was like, oh, dad! It was such an wow. interesting ending. I'm not, I mean, I liked it, but you have, I think the cameraman gets killed right when we talk about the delay thing. Well, yeah, because that's when we realized... You know what? He deserved it, because he littered. He littered. <laughs> that, yeah, that that's not me. a rule in the heart. You know no, what? That it's me. a rule in... <laughs> My movie. <laughs> Mine's not gonna be a Meg Ryan film. It's gonna be a don't litter out your window. Don't film. litter. Don't kick. Or the my dog. killer beagle will yeah. get you. 
Uh, I'm gonna call him Doofy. Dewey, <laughs> Dewey, and Courtney Cox going like a moonlight stroll. Well, they're looking what, for a car in the woods that got called in, and it's Sydney's dad's car. Well, they find Sydney, out it's yeah, Sydney's, dad's, Sydney's car. dad's car, and it's like, oh shit. Kind of and moment. all the drunk kids almost run them over. All the drunk kids he let drink almost <laughs> run run them off the road because they're going to look for their strung up dead principal. <laughs> and as these things are progressing, I got super like I bought in the super confused when uh, Jamie Kennedy and Matthew Lillard are like he did it. No, he did it. Kind of like he's he's the killer. Sh- shoot me. Then it's revealed that it's like the both of them. I'm like oh man, that makes sense. But I was a little confused like. All right, I get why this guy did it, Billy, but why did Matthew Lillard do it? That's where it leads to me. Is I think Matthew Lillard's, his character's more crazy than, like, Billy. Billy seems to have more motive besides, like, Matthew Lillard's moment seems to be, like, fun. I think he but, was just bored well, see, and maybe wanted an excuse to get, like, he was like, all right, well, we're going to, uh, sure, I'll go along with your plan, but kill my ex-girlfriend. I guess but so. That's, that's I mean, what I'm saying. That's more psychopathic. No There's no emotion involved. It's like, Kill people, yeah, sure. And because he, he, the reality for him is not even there. He's sitting there like, "Did you really call the cops? My parents can be, so be so mad at me." It's like it's, it, it's not. It's not even the fact that like he realizes he's killing people. He's just like in the term when we say antisocial personality, literally anti like society, yeah. which I guess could lead you into SLC punk. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like that's more psychotic than you know broken home Billy being mad at Sydney's dad. It's really really interesting. Corn syrup. Same stuff they use for pig's blood and carry. Surprise, Sydney. Oh, now, whoa. What's the matter, Sydney? You look like you've seen a ghost. <laughs> Why are you doing this? It's all part of the game, Sydney. It's called Guess How I'm Gonna Die! Fuck you! No, 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 no. We already played that game, remember? You lost. It's a fun game, Sydney. See, we ask you a question, and if you get it wrong, you die. You get it right, you die. You're crazy, both of you. Actually, you bring terms psychotic. We'll never get away with this. <laughs> I don't know. Tell that to Cotton Weary. Wouldn't believe how easy he was to frame. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. No! Oh, where you going? <laughs> Why? Why did you kill my mother? Why? You hear that, Stu? I think she wants a motive. Hmm. I don't really believe in motive, Sid. I mean, did Norman Bates have a motive? No. Did they ever really decide why Hannibal Lecter liked to eat people? Don't think so. See, it's a lot scarier when there's no motive, Sid. We did your mom a favor, Sid. That woman was a slutbag whore who flashed her shit all over town like she was Sharon Stone or something. Yeah, it would put her out of her misery. Because let's face it, Sidney, your mother was no Sharon Stone. Hmm? motive enough for you it's this classic thing you see in horror films or like even action films where they just start saying the entire plan to the person they're about to kill like i'm gonna kill you anyway but this is why i did it it turns out that billy even this is the one who killed her mother right right uh because her mother was sleeping with his dad and that's how they 
Yep, and he divorced. took Cotton Weary's jacket that he like left at a bar. <laughs> and I mean, the criminal mastermind a little bit. Well, I guess not totally. And then, as you mentioned, she, I thought it was funny that she put on the entire costume, like you said, and like yeah, like what what purpose did that serve? Like, yeah, like all that time she could have been like untying her dad. <laughs> like let's go, let's run. She let's even play like, dress up. Yeah, she sets up the entire like scream call herself. Yeah, kind of gutsy move by her. Were there stuff you liked about this final scene? Just playing to the, I mean, the whole Jamie Kennedy thing. Like, he he gets shot. He, you know, he's not dead. He's like, oh, I've never been so happy to be a virgin. <laughs> you know, and then even to the 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 trope of oh, the killer's gonna come back for one last scare, and Billy pops up and they shoot him again. You know, it's that idea of there are formulas for genres. It's obvious. And they're calling it out on that and kind of flipping it on its head. And that did, in the long run, for, you know, movies after this, it did turn out to say, hey, we can't stick to this formula anymore. Yeah. It forced horror movies to get more creative. Think of, like, Cabin in the Woods, you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. Like some, it forced more creativity versus, you know, versus, like, an algebra equation. Stick this for X, stick that for Y, you know? I thought, like, some notes I wrote on that final scene where, uh... You see where she stuck her fingers, like, in his... Like, a hole in his body? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, we'll get her pinned. That was actually... Smart move. Ooh. <laughs> 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 um, I thought it was cool that he, uh, when the TV is dropped, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, on the TV. Mm-hmm. Also, I just... This is a really stupid comment, and I expect you to probably cut this out. All I keep <laughs> thinking of... No, I'm leaving it. ...is in. that if they had... Because we put our home, we had to change everything to GFI outlets. So it's like, if they had a GFI outlet, that wouldn't have electrocuted him. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know for our, ele- our electrical whizzes out there in the audience. <laughs> oh, I thought this line was interesting and surprisingly topical. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Yeah. Sure, that's why everyone thinks that they could, you know, be the killer or get away with murder. Because he's solid in a movie. Yeah, but no, everyone forgets that that movie had a pre-planned ending. To, yeah. to fit that perfectly, you know. <laughs> Recently, like, there's been some senators saying, you know, don't have violent video games because... Don't even get me started on that. No, show. but I'm saying, like, it's... Yeah. I'm not saying, like, where one falls here or there on that kind of stuff, but it is somewhat something, even back then, they were talking about, like, oh, violent movies are making people violent. Yeah, and they also tried it with heavy metal. Tried, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, that whole Tipper Gore thing. And then... <laughs> so anything else you guys want to say about the ending? Or anything else about Scream in general? I think we covered covered most of it. Can you think of any cheesy facts I told you that I forgot to say? No, you can pass them off as no, your own. I don't, I don't get mad. <laughs> no, I was just going to say like how like, this was, for the horror genre, Like we kind of said it before, it's, it's just a really kind of a, a watermark of, like how I said, it, it forced change and it forced creativity in horror movies to come because like I said it kind of nailed down the tropes and it kind of said okay this is predictable you know and how like Jamie Kennedy and all them those characters were able to survive and navigate that whole storyline because oh no this we're following a killer that's warped by horror movies he's going to obey those horror movies rules so now it's by making that almost I don't want to say comical but bringing that point to light horror movies after this said okay we, we gotta we gotta put some thought into this yeah, no, for sure. It, it almost upped the ante because, again, it, the and not that these are necessarily bad films, but the genre is kind of descending into rentals that it was becoming very, forgotten, very yeah. tropey, and very uh, um, and this kind of re- restored maybe a little bit of an art to it. Quickly, I was going to ask: Is the mask at all based on like the Edward Munch scream painting? 
I have no idea, but like the mouth and stuff. It's very, very similar, similar looking, but I've never heard anyone say that. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought like it was inspired by that painting, but I guess not, considering it's just like a basic mask they found. Yeah, I'm curious. Is there like a history of this? I doubt it. So Rotten Tomatoes, 79% audience, 79% critics. So very popular, especially in the horror genre. But where do you guys rate Scream? Remember, we're doing a A plus to F scale these days on High School Slumber Party. Well, I'll give it an A. I mean, it's a a black black comedy horror slasher. You got your gore. You got the classic elements of a whodunit, and it's got the total package. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't argue with that. How about you, Dan? Um, I would have liked to see this as, like, the uncut thing that we were talking mm. about. I'm curious how bloody and gory it could have gotten. But I think the fact that it's not super bloody and gory is, you know, that might have made it cheesier. They kept it, True. you know, I think I think it worked out. True. It worked out. Yeah. I, I feel there are better horror movies out there, but this one was incredibly creative, especially for the time. And like I said, how it influenced everything after it. I'd give it a, I'd give it a solid, like, like B. Mm. I'm going to give this film an A-. I really enjoyed it, especially, again, it felt like a fresh film to me. Right. <laughs> it had a lot of good high school elements, and I just like, as, as a junkie, obviously, of this high school genre, I love how it just openly discussed it in the film and used it you know, to play with our minds. Unfortunately, I was going to ask you, Autumn, but you've already told me, how are these sequels? You say they suck. They do. So I probably won't continue with this franchise. <laughs> well, maybe and- your buddy will do the, with the, the third one. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> he might does he do their one already? Yeah. I don't think he has yet. I mean, I know one thing with his podcast is that of all the genres, horror has the most third oh, ones. Oh, of course. So yeah. It's a lot to dig. It's a lot to dig there. Um yeah, no, but I really really enjoyed Scream. Again, I'm I'm a horror novice, but this is obviously one of the greatest hits here and I think it definitely belongs in the class of like when people say, "Oh, I love Scream," Absolutely. "I love Nightmare on Elm Street," I say, just, I love just for, for how it affected everything afterwards. It, and as it I said, not just in horror films, but yeah. also in teen films as well. All right, so what Scream-themed sleeping bag are you bringing to the slumber party? Oh, huh. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. Um, hmm. I'm gonna do the Henry Winkler zip-up flayed body. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could do one that's like the knife. That would be kind of cool, I That's guess. cool. That's yeah. cool. Hmm. Yeah, I got to think about that one. Not I, just the generic scream smock sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Autumn, will you ever be interested in, in getting those Nev Campbell pajamas, those Pioneer pajamas maybe for the slumber party? No, but maybe Tatum's pajamas, the well, clouds. I actually had those. Oh, really? <laughs> I wouldn't mind having them again. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could also make pajamas of the... I'm forgetting the... the, the what? What's like the, the killer's real? name? Oh, Billy? No, or, no, not Billy Pajamas. No, uh, <laughs> what do we call him? Like, Scream. Ghostface. Ghostface? Ghost yeah. Yeah, like, that's just, it's just a generic, <laughs> just like, robe. Like, yeah, it's yeah, a robe. Black robe. It's got, like, the kind of, you know, like, I don't want to call them gothic girls, but... I know what you mean. Hot Topic-esque. Cloak? Yeah, who wear, like, the like the sleeves. They're, like, fla- yeah. they're like flares, but as sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard robe. All right, uh... Dan, you, you've mentioned it earlier, but the new thing we're doing here is rent two movies, get one free. We've rented Scream. You guys were all in the rental store together. You get to pick one movie each that we're also going to rent on our slumber party night. Well, just because they mention it so much, uh, I feel like you would have to go with another classic horror. 
just because it was fed into it. So maybe no, yeah, Friday the Thirteenth because you got to learn who the killer is. <laughs> oh, I love that, right? Because like Jason isn't the killer. Jason is the not the killer. Friday the Thirteenth. We just kind of ruined it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But sorry. <laughs> well, if they saw Scream, then now they know. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. If yeah, they're if here, you yeah. saw this movie. We're, we're ahead of that. Point. It's fair to say Scream ruins some horror films for you because they do give away a lot of Absolutely. stuff from. But that's okay. There are very few people like me who are watching a movie like Scream or Halloween, like, and oh my god, that happens, you know? I think most people have seen these films. Um, how about you, Autumn? What's the third film we're renting from the well, video I'm store Well, I'm obviously going to pick that Tom Cruise movie so we can pause it just right <laughs> and see his Perfect. penis! I love it. We are watching Scream, Friday the 13th, and then all the right moves to pause it to see if we can see Tom Cruise's penis. I love it. <laughs> All right, anything else you guys want to mention or where people can find you if they so choose or anything else you want to say? Oh, yeah, follow me on Instagram, XO Glamour Zombie. I'm also on, on Instagram. <laughs> no, this you're is not. Awesome. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Most I've, of the time, I've it's been me found forcing on, him to post. I've been found on Instagram. Um, <laughs> BrokenPanda87. Where'd um, you come up with that name? Someone asked me. Um, It was totally random. Uh, Clearly. When I, first, when I got my first Xbox... You needed a, like a gamer tag, and I just pulled two random words together, <laughs> and it was Broken Panda, and it was taken. So I had to add eight seven for my first. <laughs> That's day. really funny. Is that how you came up with the glamour zombie? Oh no, I uh, definitely not. I definitely am not a gamer. Sorry. <laughs> you did buy me this Xbox. I did. And you regretted it ever since. <laughs> you guys both have, and no criticism, you guys both have Instagrams that could translate well as like AIM screen names. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's, it's not like Dan underscore Ferrara. Yeah, not the official <laughs> with the blue check mark. Which I, which I love because, you know, I feel like we're not creative enough. Because we never our... left high school. We're still using. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Pretty much still high schoolers over here at the Ferrara household. <laughs> I might have asked you this, but what were your like AIM names? Well, I had I had several. <laughs> Give them. Um, I know Na- Naughty Little Audie was my uh, screen name at one point in time. <laughs> Naughty Little Audie. That, that just sounds like so many people. That sounds like Chris Hansen was waiting at your house for the guys who were answering that. <laughs> How about you, Dan? Um, it was supposed to be. Uh, okay, so I was uh, as we pickle learned from four four three four. Yeah. That was one. <laughs> Uh, but as we learned from Gleam in the Cube, I used to be really into skateboarding. And for a minute, I really liked Black Label decks. So it was Black Label 87, except I misspelled label. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Black Lobley. <laughs> Black Lobley. I think Sleep to Dream, I had that. In- I loved changing my AOL screen name. Sleep so to I had Dream. So many. Yeah, it was a Fiona Apple song. Oh, I love. I always loved Chris Carroll's screen names. It was a because d- he would change. It was the number two though. Yeah. Oh. Number two. Because Chris would change screen names all the time to try and mess with people, and it's, you would just be like King Carl the Ninth and stuff like just random <laughs> shit like that. He's still like yeah his uh his Instagram shows uh, Crastafa. Crastafa. <laughs> <laughs> any any others Autumn that you can recall? Oh, oh I had XX Little Audie XX for like ever. That was. And do people call the, you Audie? Yeah, that was like my high school nickname hmm. actually. There you go. We're yeah. like, yeah. high, in high school. school we obsessed with putting the X's like the XX. Yeah, it's actually still my Hotmail email address for all my like. Hotmail. Whenever I have to give an email address for something that I know is just gonna be spam. Got some Hotmail for naughty little Audie. So if you all want to send me spam email, that's where to send it to. I know 
I can answer this by going back, but do you say it as exo glamber zombie or do you say Zo. kiss hug? No, it's just exo glamber zombie, and that's just uh, I used to have a, a blog. And that was Glamour Zombie. Gotcha. And at one point in time, I, I owned the Glamour Zombie domain, but oh, then when I made it... You are Insta- a smart businesswoman. Uh, well, I, I let it say. lapse, and now I don't have it well, anymore. Well, you gotta assume if you're gonna do any sort of social networking empire, you should probably own the domain yeah, name. Yeah, but uh, I let it lapse. <laughs> but when I went to make an Instagram, somebody already had it, so I had to add an XO just gotcha. to have it. I don't even like see XO as, as Kiss Hug or Hug Kiss anymore, you know? I used to always think of, like, Chinese dynasties. <laughs> Zo, dynasty. Well, that's actually what... Yeah, that's actually what it's for. Nice Chinese time. dynasties. Chinese dynasties. Glamour zombie. Well, thank you guys so General much. Zeus. Thank Chance. you for having us. <laughs> always, yeah, always fun. I'm really always excited we got to do this. Yeah. Always fun. Well, hopefully we can usher in a new Halloween season next year with another high school Halloween I say, film. You know uh, where to come for the horror movie talk. Any favorites for next year's film? Any any early leads? Anything I should save? Mm. I have some that are non-horror related well we know that dan yeah we, <laughs> I, I, I have i have a dan list there we worry. go so i but, don't know but i'll keep you posted let me know please we so watch if, a lot so as i come across them i'll i mean not that yeah. you're you'll only be on autumn for horror films you know i'd love to come back but try to think of what will open up next halloween oh, yeah. All right. season with and happy halloween oh i gotta guys. really think of it then <laughs> Happy Halloween, guys. Uh, you know, Season's greetings, wishes. everyone. No one put any razor blades in apples. Season's Happy Friday the 13th! Ooh, spooky! So big thank you to Dan and Autumn for inviting me into their home and helping me celebrate, and all of us really, a spooky Friday the 13th. Now, after we recorded, Autumn gave me, and by default all you slumberers, an awesome surprise. I guess it's in her name. It's the fall season we're coming into. But she found that video she talked about earlier in the episode where she was of high school age and she recorded her own version of Scream with her friends. Now, I'm not going to play the entire 15 minutes of it, but here's a little snippet. I think you're going to enjoy it. I gotta go. Hang up on me. <gasps> she was 
my life will ever be the same after seeing that. Hope you enjoyed the snippet. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Autumn, and her friends for putting that together way back when, and sharing that with us today. That was pretty awesome. Proof right there that she's been a fan of this movie, if an hour or so of her talking about it with her husband, Dan, wasn't enough proof. Again, that was awesome. (laughs) Big thank you. And again, thank you to the two of them for helping us usher in our sophomore year. First almost sophomore year. It's a big deal. Now, we're going to get into some Halloween films a little later in our sophomore year, like in a couple weeks. But next week's film, while not a Halloween film, it is a fall film, especially if you're in the United States, because fall means football season as well, especially high school football. And our film next week is Varsity Blues. In America, we have laws. And it's just accepted that as a member of American society, you will live by these laws. In West Canaan, Texas, there is another society which has its own laws. We woke up in the Twilight Zone. West Canaan, 
sex and football. That's all there is. <laughs> hey, Mark, let's roll! <laughs> Woo! Lance, can I have your autograph? Right here? I tell you, these players are just running around flawless. Oh, my boy's too much trouble for you. Oh, no, uh-huh. Coach. What the hell are you doing? Changing. Oh, come on, I'm wearing underwear. Does it really bother you? I can handle it. Tell me this insanity's over in a few weeks. Five more games. No more football, no more Kilmer, and if I get into Brown, no more whiskey. Woo! Yeah! Come on, keep your shirt on, Billy Bob. <laughs> it's a club, man. I'm here to work. This is better than football. This is better than anything. We do things around here my way. You're going to be second string all your life, boy. This game is 48 minutes for the next 48 years of your life. The hell <laughs> This is your opportunity for here. you. Playing football at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime, but I don't want your life. You disobey me, and I will bury you. I know about your scholarship to Brown. Only way we're going back out in the fields without you. Kilmer said, 48 minutes, the next 48 years of our lives. I say we go out there, and we'll leave it all out on the field. we got the rest of our lives to be mediocre, but we have the opportunity to play like gods. Let's be heroes. So your homework, of course, will be to watch Varsity Blues, and we have a first-time guest coming on the Slumber Party next week, Kirkland Shepard. Can't wait to talk to Kirk about this film, Varsity Blues. It was a film that I saw when I was young, and I can't wait to watch it again, because I'm curious, curious how it's aged, but <laughs> like I said, can't wait to talk about it. And of course, just want to remind you that you can check out all the other great shows that I'm partners with, I guess on the Cage Club Podcast Network. That's cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. I bring it up because Kirk had been on my previous show, P.S. I Love Hoffman, which I host with the foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried. He was on our Most Wanted Man episode there, and I've been wanting to bring him on here for a while. Happy we were able to book him. So again, you definitely want to watch Varsity Blues, and you definitely want to tune in next week. Okay, so I want to get serious for a moment. This week we passed the anniversary of September 11th, the September 11th attacks, of course. Being a New Yorker, living in New York, it's always a somber day. I bring it up on this show because I was actually a freshman in high school when it happened. The first couple weeks of my freshman year were I mean, the whole year, the whole real high school experience, but I think it was, you know, the first or second week of school that this happened, but it was just marred by this horrible tragedy. And I just wanted to take a moment to remember, you know, all those who lost their lives and just, like, the moment. And it it doesn't get any any easier as the anniversary passes. So, again, just wanted to take this moment out for something that happened while I was in high school. It's hard to pivot off that, honestly, but hope you enjoyed the episode today. Again, follow us on social media. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on 
Again, I want to create that MySpace. But no, follow us on Twitter. And thank you so much. Everything you guys do, all the support you give me, all the all the love I get from the slumberers out there really keeps me keeps me going and keeps me watching these high school films. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. I leave you with a song that was in the film Scream. Alice Cooper, an old favorite of ours here in High School Slumber Party. School's out. Later, dudes.